My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of their elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands. He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandments, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people's, from their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. So how is your heart doing tonight? Just sit with that question for a second. There's so much going on in the world, so much going on in the church, so much in each of our lives that can discourage and depress and overwhelm us that I think it's almost good to, to pause for a second, especially to reflect on what we just heard Jesus speak to us in these scriptures. Because I know that my heart and my mind have been all over the place. That by Friday afternoon, I probably had five different Word documents with different thoughts and ideas and reflections on these readings. That I had to just kind of walk away and clear my head, go for a ride, get some Dunkin' Donuts coffee, get stuck in the downpour. And then just to clear my head and listen to, to my heart. And that's when this, this memory kind of just came to mind. It's from the, the film called The Human Experience. And the film is this documentary that was created by and starred these two brothers and was released over 10 years ago. And the premise of it had them asking very philosophical question, what does it mean to be human? And they went looking for answers by traveling to some of the most unlikely of places on the streets of New York City with the homeless 
to a leper colony in Ghana, Africa, meeting the victims of AIDS and their families. And they also traveled to Peru, where they visited a hospital for abandoned children nestled in the Andes Mountains. I've seen the film at least a dozen times, and I don't think I've ever gotten through that scene without crying. Just seeing these kids, some who were physically abused and horrifically discarded by by the ones who should have been the ones that cared the most about them, their parents, undergoing treatment and rehabilitation where you can hear them crying. And it's captured and presented in such a way that even though I've seen it all these times before and I know it's coming, every time it does, it just levels me. But one person that comes to mind who really stands out in that very powerful scene was a doctor by the name of Tony Lazara. Prior to going to Peru, he had been this professor of pediatrics at Emory University, a leading researcher on brain surgery in premature infants. He supervised this neonatal ward in two Atlanta hospitals and was just the epitome of a successful doctor. And he described his life as just living on Easy Street. He had a, a nice sports car and a nice home with fancy furniture. And he said it didn't mean anything. He goes, it was there, but it didn't really mean anything. And that really started to dawn on him when he and some of his colleagues went to India on a a vacation or a conference. And he said while he was there, he was just struck by the abject poverty that he witnessed. He said he saw children, some of whom were mutilated by their families just so that they would be more effective beggars on the street. And that experience just stayed with him. And he said, I kept reflecting on the life I was living as a successful doctor who was doing a lot of good and working with some of the most groundbreaking and scientific advancements that could ever be seen. And then there was this reality where these other children weren't receiving the very, very basics of care. And ultimately, he just decided to to leave that life and then ended up going to Peru and founding this clinic, or rather this home, for the lost children of Peru, which the film captured so movingly. Lately, and for good reason, we've had a lot of people asking, why am I still Catholic? And some are are struggling to find answers for themselves. By this point, it's almost numbing as we've been saturated by Numbers of stories about abuse by clergy, sexual abuse, clerical abuse, psychological abuse. Many of us, myself included, have been just horrified to learn just how deep and how devastating the pain that the victims have experienced, which has often been silenced by even those in the church. And many, myself included, have been scandalized by the lack of transparency and accountability and leadership in the church. It's understandable that so many are struggling, and to which I I just say thank you for being here. Thank you for struggling and still listening to that, that inner voice of the Holy Spirit within you that somehow pushed you to come to Mass despite whatever mixed feelings you might be experiencing. And it's why I'm thankful that that story about Dr. Lazaro came to mind, because that's the same voice that called out to him not to settle for a comfortable existence, not to give in to the real and discouraging news of the world around him, 
but to believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. Good news that made little sense to his friends and colleagues. Good news that said in giving up the life he was living, he could experience a peace and happiness that had eluded him in the first 63 years of his life. Good news that, that transformed his life and now has affected and transformed the lives of so many others. Those who came to serve, those who were served, and the communities and families of all these individuals connected to this one small clinic, this one small home nestled in the Andes Mountains. We need those types of reminders because they're a living example of what Jesus is trying to proclaim to us in today's gospel. Because yes, we all know all too well how human beings, even priests, bishops, and cardinals can possess the ability to do monstrously evil things. But the converse is even more important for us to focus on in light of those revelations. Because we also possess, each and every one of us, carries the potential to do great, even miraculous things. Who we are as brothers and sisters in Christ, what we believe as Catholic Christians, how we respond to the problems and struggles and worries and challenges in life, that's not determined by our positions or our stature or our state in life. Jesus tells us very clearly that for each and every one of us, it begins solely in our hearts. That's the place where Jesus Christ dwells within us. That's the place where the Holy Spirit is constantly whispering and nudging us to react and respond to the different things that we encounter each and every day to bring about the kingdom of God that our heavenly loving Father so desires. Sadly, it's also there in our hearts where we can choose not to respond to God's graces, his blessings, his invitations, where we can allow selfishness and anger and greed and hatred to take root and that we're capable of great evil, where we inflict hurt on another and we can wreak havoc on the creation that God has such beautiful dreams for. As we reflect on those realities and we find ourselves here tonight, it's good to remember why the Holy Spirit has called us to be here, here at this Mass, here in Holy Family Parish. As a parish, one of the main purposes for this place is to be a place that nurtures our hearts, to remind ourselves that we are God's family. We are truly brothers and sisters, that we're nourished by, by God's word and we're fed by Jesus' body and blood in the Eucharist from that altar. For this to be a, a place of healing when we do fail or when the failures of others have hurt us to renew and refresh ourselves of our universal call to holiness and our individual calls where God has placed for whatever particular reason he has each and every one of us here in this time and space for a unique purpose. We're not all called to leave our homes and careers and lives behind and go to Peru like Dr. Lazaro. I'm sure many of us are thankful for that. That was his particular call. But Jesus is speaking in our hearts very specific and personal things that can have just as transformative an effect here at Holy Family, here in Nutley, here in this local church. 
The Lord needs each of us now more than ever to respond to those calls, to fulfill those purposes and those dreams, to make choices deep in our hearts, calling us to a deeper love and relationship with Jesus, and then being authentic, genuine disciples in the world around us.